Hi doctor, are you currently seeing patients with shoulder pain? What about frozen shoulder? What if I could teach you a neurological treatment system in which you could literally take a person from frozen, frozen shoulder to a full range of motion in two visits? And this system is so powerful that we guarantee results in two visits or we don't accept the patient for care. What about the frustration you're going through because of the lack of the ability to help patients suffering with these shoulder problems? and the frustration of patients who come into your clinic with knee pain and you have no answer to help them except maybe a laser or some other type of modality. What if you had patients suffering with knee pain and I could teach you a neurological treatment system in which patients could see results within two visits. Imagine the success that you would have and the happiness that goes along with knowing that within two visits you could change someone's life and then put them on a care plan to constantly improve their range of motion and decrease pain. What if there were a neurological treatment system in which you had patients suffering with peripheral neuropathy and numbness and tingling and burning in the feet and people couldn't sleep at night? Imagine the frustration of that and being able to help patients improve the quality of their life and enjoy the rest of their life with their loved ones, their families, their kids, and not worrying about falls, go out and golf and go on vacations without being any fear of falling or uh, the return of pain, suffering, and pins and needles. Hi, I'm Dr. Andy Barlow. I'm a board certified chiropractic neurologist. I also carry a fellowship in functional neurology. And every Wednesday night at 5 p.m., I'm giving a one hour seminar free of charge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your community. I'm here to help our profession go to the next level. And what if these three new uh, revenue streams that we have, frozen shoulder, knee pain, and peripheral neuropathy, what if we could actually increase your income to over a million dollars a year using these three avenue streams? I personally look forward to seeing you every Wednesday night I want, to, I want to completely change your life and change your community's life. And I can help you do that because I've helped hundreds if not thousands of doctors from Europe to Canada all the way to New Zealand with these types of health issues, okay? So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Central on the webinar. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you on, on the internet. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. Today we have a special guest, Dr. Brian Polochek. Uh, I'm excited to have uh, Dr. Brian here. I've been watching his phenomenal uh, videos on YouTube, uh, Facebook, social media, and uh, the great thing is he's kind of like myself in a way. You know, he has a podcast, he has a, a podcast which is called Healthy Wealthy That's Why Show. I believe, yeah. uh, which is for entrepreneurs, which we'll have you, you talk on in just a moment. But uh, if you guys like to get to know more information about Dr. Brian, please take a look at um, PolichickWellness.com. He's also in New Bedford, uh, Massachusetts area. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics called brain fog. How do we get it? And how do we get rid of it? And so before we start, everyone, remember, caring is sharing. One video can change one person's life. Let's get the word out, let's share it, and uh, focus on others, because that's when our life changes and gets a, basically a three-circle, a 360 circle. Anyways, thank you so much, Doctor, for, uh, for being here and being oh, on the Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Tell us about your well, show before we get into brain fog. Just all right. Bit. I'd love to hear about that. 
Well, my show, I, you know, I've been a chiropractor for 22 years. I have a big passion for helping people go from health, from unhealthy to healthy. And we'll just keep it that simple. Um, I've been helping people. And, and some of the challenges is that, you know, stress is a big impact on people's uh, health and overall well-being. And a lot of people, they try to build a lot of wealth. A lot of people, money is the gold standard of things in this. So they try to really build wealth in their life and they burn through their health. And I'm trying to educate people. You can have both, but you have to invest in both. You have to invest in your health and you have to invest in your wealth. And without, without wealth, you know, without health, you don't have any wealth. It is a form of wealth. And so I'm trying to bridge the gap between health and wealth and show people that, you know, you have to build both so that you can enjoy your wealth. You need your health. And you know, that 50% of early retirements are due to bank, due to medical conditions, not due to having too much money. And what happens is people put all their time and energy in building their business and they burn through their health and then they can't enjoy any of their money when they get to that point. And now they're giving away their wealth. I, I have, right. And, it, and then they, they die with neither. They have no health and they have no wealth. So freedom and the ability to run around at 85 and mow your own lawn is a form of wealth. It is also a form of health. Um, and you need a why to do that. So what happens is your why means everything in life. Your why is like your compass that keeps you on focus and on purpose. And what you need to do is you need to ask yourself on a daily basis, you know, is doing this going to help me get to where I want to go? So it's like your why is your, like your, your mission statement and your statement of purpose of where you're going to go. And without that purpose, you have no guide. So you can make all these decisions young while people get work 80 hours a week. They don't, they eat fast food, they eat junk, they burn through their health. They might have a lot of money in the bank, but eventually that catches up and it starts to go the other way. And what your why in life keeps you, laser focused on your purpose. What's your why, doctor? My why? Well, my why, I had my own setbacks in health. When I was 16 years old, I got playing basketball. I had a traumatic head injury. I got my feet swiped out, landed on my head on the left side, started having blackouts and seizure problems. And what ended up happening is it really rocked my world. I was a great athlete in middle school, into high school. I had really good grades. I was going places. That screwed up my brain function. We could say that was worse than brain fog because seizure problems and blackouts cause you not to even remember people's names, who they are. It was horrible taking tests. My grades went to C's and D's. And what ended up happening is, you know, around junior year, I transferred to another school. I went to um, the, the guidance counselor and the guidance counselor told my dad, he should go to a, a vocational school. He's not smart enough to go to college. And I think that wow. he should just take a vocational job. And my dad being a chiropractor said, you know, I'm going to let him figure it out. And he's going to figure it out. And I, I still, I struggled to get by, but I, I had determination. And so the first year of college I went in, I struggled. I dropped out. I said, I got to, I got to get my health taken care of. So I started going to functional medicine doctors. I started wow. going to naturopaths. I went to an Ayurvedic doctor in Lancaster, Mass at the clinic. And then I found my way down into Dr. Mortar, who's a chiropractor, Health Week. He's since passed. He does a technique called Best Work, bioenergetic synchronization technique. And I remember him saying there, he's sitting there and we're all in the, in the Health Week and there's people dying of cancer, people with all kinds of problems there. And he's like, you know, you all came here with, 
your problem and you want to give it to me to fix. And he's like, I'm telling you, you need to take responsibility of your own problems. Your problem, your, your mess is your message for one thing, and that your symptoms are probably a solution to something in your life, not the real cause of it. And that was the first time someone had told me, and I went to school for engineering school and I was a very logical kind of guy. And this guy was a biochemistry major, very logical math science based, and everything has a purpose. And he's like, your, your seizure problems are your solution or they wouldn't be there. And no one had ever told me that. Everyone said, I'm gonna to try to fix your seizure problems. I'm not gonna to try to find out why you have them. Long story short, he got me 50, 60% better got my life back on track. I was so inspired. I went to chiropractic school and I said, I have to share this with other people. And then that with the help of um, lifestyle habit changes, like keto adapted diet, building gut health, switching fuel source from sugar to fat, working out different ways, building mitochondrial uh, optimization. I got everything back and with the help of my neurologist, he said, you've either cured yourself or, you're, or you've outgrown it. And that inspired me so much to get my life back that I had no energy to do pot. Like for the first 10 years of my practice, I'm tired. I struggled through school. I, I, I think I didn't pass the first board test or the last one to get my license because I was so stressed that I couldn't think straight, brain fogged, not making good decisions with anxiety. And I probably failed that test because of that reason. And it got me my life back and it got me so motivated. And I started reading more books about it and gotten more and more inspired. And I'm like, I, I can't not share this with people. I've been a consumer of information most of my life, but I've never produced anything. And I said, I got to start producing and sharing this with people. And I was always ashamed to tell my story because I thought people would look at me like, well, he's the doctor and he's had all these setbacks and he was sick. Like, I don't want him working on me. And I find it's quite the opposite. People like to be connected and they like to go to someone who can relate to them. Because a lot of the people that I have have struggled with lifetime of problems and gone everywhere and no one's given them a straight answer. Man, uh, well, I love it. Well, I know you and I were talking a little bit that you're, you and your dad basically run practice together. Is that correct? Yes. Well, he, my dad's the owner of the practice. I, am, I work with him. And we work as partners together. Um, and we have a practice that's a, a, a wellness practice that's evolved over time. Originally, it was more of a Gonstead only practice, which is a great specific technique. It takes years to master that technique. And my dad's old associate was a right-hand man to Dr. Gonstead, one of the hundred that went to Mount Horeb to wow. learn this technique right. And Dr. Gonstead, who never liked to live, leave Wisconsin, came to the ribbon cutting session in New Bedford for Dr. Melody's office when he opened his big office. And Dr. Melody taught a lot of the, like seven or eight of the really good chiropractors in this area, how to do chiropractic correctly, how to be subluxation based, how to use that innate intelligence to fix things. And he did it the right way. And the big thing about Melody is he, he wasn't a lot about talk. He was a lot about results. That's awesome. So let's get right into brain fog. All right. How does that even happen? I mean, how does brain fog? Is it, I, I know stress, but what? Oh, you've got to understand basic neurology in, in the body. You know, the frontal lobes is your cortex of thinking. So most of the time, our body should be, well, we'll start off with nervous system. So most of the time, our body has an automatic system, and there's two parts to that system. One's the emergency fight-flight system. And one is the parasympathetic 
or the healing, reproductive, digestive system, nervous system. And right. they can't, can't both be on at the same time. So when you're in fight flight, you're running from a bear, your body's like anatomy and physiology, the blood goes from the front part of the brain for making logical decisions, cognitive decisions to the back of the brain, which is for reaction. You don't want to think when you're getting chased by a bear. You want to react or respond. And you don't want to think, maybe I should get out of the way. Maybe I should climb a tree. By then it's too late. You're dead. You want to do a quick reaction. Now yep. that goes great for survival situations. That's a life or death situation. What happens in society now is that stress triggers the same fight flight response as getting attacked by a bear, but there's no physical bear there. There's CNN and Fox News. There's we're being fed information about this. Is this real or not real? Uh, relationship stress, money stress, um, social stress, relationship stress, family stress, business stress. All these things are like all these bears attacking us, except if you get attacked by a bear, five minutes, it's over, man. You go climb up a tree, you defend yourself, you kill the bear, it kills you, you get away, it's over. When you have societary stress, it sits there all day, fight flight. And what happens is eventually the front lobe of the brain, all the blood goes to the back. That's the non-thinking part of the brain. That's where you start to get brain fog. Then we can go into the basics of the body. When you don't make enough energy to support parts of the body, the, the, the little mitochondria, which are these energy centers that they're like the energy power plants in our body. They make all your energy. The simple equation is if you make more energy than you need, your body is going to be healthy and it's going to fire up all the parts to its body. And if you don't make enough energy, it's going to shut things down. So we have a, we have a, like a, a, a lizard brain is our basic brain basic functions, walking around, we eat when we're hungry, blah, right. blah, blah. We have a Labrador retriever brain. That's the next level of brain. We, you know, they can think, they can learn tricks. Give me your paw. They, they know how to, they know how to tell you when they're hungry. They can knock on the door. They can grab their paw on you. They, they know how to have children. They know how to reproduce. They know when they're hungry and they can learn certain things. And then we have the cortex of our brain, which is what separates us from every other animal in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We think, but our thought process can put us into, a, into a, a physiological response where our brain starts to get fatigued and tired, and then it's in a fight-flight mode, and now it's in a stress mode, and it doesn't think logically, and it starts to get fatigued and tired, and it's not supposed to be in that mode all the time, and that leads to brain fog, but it's a process. And it has a lot to do with gut health. It has a lot to do with thinking and brain health. And it's a process. It's not one thing that causes it. And all of a sudden you get brain fog. It's usually like years of not getting enough oxygen to the brain, not getting enough rapid eye movement sleep. We don't exercise enough. We exercise too much. We're, we're burning the candle at both ends. We're exhausted. I have to drink caffeine to get going in the morning and I have to take sleeping pills to go to sleep at night. And eventually the body can't take it anymore. And if you don't have enough energy to support the higher parts of the brain, it starts to decline. And I think it's almost like a protection where people, people that overthink, the body will give you brain fog so that it's protecting you from your own thought process. So how would you, what's a start to well, the, well, you got physical, chemical, and emotional stress. The hardest part to deal with is emotional stress. The easiest part to deal with is like 
physical and chemical stress. So you've got to start by being, you know, I like consistency over intensity. We got to start simply by every day, you got to work on some, like either five or 10 minutes of exercise. Start with like little simple things like changing your fuel, like eating one healthy meal a day. Mm -hmm. And then adding to it, you start intermittent fasting. We start working on our gut bacteria. That optimizes sleeping, that optimizes rest, that optimizes stress reduction. Then we start to add in like burst exercises, which gets rid of adrenaline in the fight flight, reducing our caffeine intake, reducing bright screen stimulation, which stimulates serotonin and fight flight response, getting rid of electromagnetic fields, um, and then our belief system, changing the way we think and respond and react to things and not being triggered by everything. When you have a nervous system that's on the edge, it reacts to everything. It has to respond. It has to be right versus it. We can be at peace and, and respect other people's opinions. And it's a, it's a, each one, it's like a drip. Every day you're adding a little bit or every week. And before you know it, it's the consistency of shifting your habits and your mindset and reading stuff that's enlightening books like healthy, um, think big and grow rich. And the, and the seven habits of highly successful people and, and podcasts like yours, where we're enlightening and getting people's thoughts and emotions and changing the way we think and respond. Wow. So would you, would you agree or what are your thoughts on this? Would you say the number one thing would be as in to overcome something like this would be number one would be the, what, oh, the we got to get the, we got to blood flow and nerve flow to the brain. The brain okay. needs more blood flow, it gets more oxygen, and it needs more nerve flow. When we, when we have stress, it tightens up our blood vessels and our spinal fluid, and we don't get enough oxygen, and the brain gets hypoxia. That shuts down parts of the brain from functioning because the brain needs a lot of oxygen and it needs a lot right. of energy to run. So you start reducing stress. Limit your TV watching time. Learning how to say no, like not not involve and engage in conversations that are detrimental to our well-being. Learning how to not get into arguments with people on Facebook, because the last time I looked, I don't think one person's mind's ever been changed on Facebook with an argument of some sort. And then we have to take care of ourselves. Get yourself a coach. Work on some health programs. Learn from someone who's done it for 22 years, who's helped other people, and start taking self-responsibility for where you are and acceptance of where you are. So not down, kicking yourself in the pants and saying, man, I could have been so much better, but saying I could be great anytime I decide to be, and I'm going to start writing down right some things that I need to do. And first thing I need is a mission statement and a statement of purpose to, to know where I'm going. You know what? I love that. And it's, it's so true. We don't realize that the only person that's stopping us is ourselves, the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Oh yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious because I hear this all the time. Well, I'm going to start losing weight, you know, Christmas time or after Christmas, New Year's year. And it's funny. Why not now? It's because you're making yourself, you're telling your brain, you know what? Um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and I'll just wait till two or three months. And next thing you know, that two or three months turns into 15, 20 years. You're right. And then a lot of people, they don't have a good self-esteem of themselves. So no matter what they diet, their vision of themselves is that they're, they're not attractive. And you know what the body says? I'll prove you right. I'll make you fat. I'll make you unattractive. And I'll make it impossible for you to lose weight. 
And then too many people try to focus on the weight, not the health. So, it's, so I, it's so funny you say that. I got to say this. It's funny you say that. So I remember when I was a lot younger, I'm 43 now, when I was just a kid, and I, I, would, I would ask questions to my, to my dad. I'd be like, Dad, well, I see like a beautiful lady and, you know, a not so attractive guy. I'd be like, why? Right. You know, and he'd be like, son, it's his confidence. That, I mean that I'm just saying. Well, there's there's, there's absolutely, and and those are where you know I think success, I think um, wealth and health, it's subatomic, it's it's in the it's a DNA of the cells, and that's built by belief systems determine right. your vibrational frequencies, and certain things are attracted to you when you're in a certain mindset. Yeah, and that's a little complicated to get into, but the simplicity of it is, it's not complicated. It's the complicated is going through all the stuff that you find that I call it the 80, 20, 20% of the things you do will get 80% of your results. And most people are on a hamster wheel. They're overachievers. They have to constantly be doing things, but they're focusing on the hundred percent rather than the 20% that's going to get them the 80% of results. You know, I agree. And the, and the, and the crazy part about it is, is that it takes more out of you to be negative. Oh yes, it does. A lot more. And all you have to do is switch it. I, I talk, I have, I have a couple of kids and they're young, 10 and 13, and I'm always just on them, you know, yep. you know, look at your words. Don't say that word. When you say that word, that word saying to your brain, you say the word stupid, you're saying I'm stupid. Right. And now it's going to take 10, 20 words, good words to overcome that negativity. Right. And, it, and, it, and it's so interesting, but so easy at the same time. I love this old saying where it says, you know, if you uh, continue doing the same thing over and over and expect uh, different results. It's called insanity, yeah. and that's what a lot of us are doing. Even right now, as a nation, you know, we are we are doing, but and we don't realize that we can flip the coin that quickly. Well, what we need to do is we need to encourage and promote the behavior we want, not punish the behavior we don't want. That's a good. One. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> so, like, just like kids, if you punish them for things you don't want, it's it's very hard for them to change your mind. But if you're like, if they pick up something, you're like, hey, good job. Good job, Brady. Good job, Lincoln. Um, it encourages them because everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants that self-encouragement and right. to point out that we're special human beings. Um, and what happens is when you do that, it encourages the good behavior versus punishing. I, I don't think punishing bad behavior is ever uh, you know, there's a book called Green Beans and Ice Cream, and it's a book all about that, how encouraging the good behavior is the only way to change people versus punishing the bad behavior. I like that. So I, you know, I teach, I, I run my weight loss programs, anti-inflammatory mindfulness and, and exercise fitness programs with a bunch of women that I do. And you have to encourage them. You can't like, it's not like a military style, like give me 40 push-ups if you screw up today. Now that works in men. Men understand that language. Women don't understand. They're different. And, um, you know, encouragement and a lot of people have failed so often they almost have in their mind, like you said before, I'm set up to fail. Uh, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any good luck at all. And it'd probably be the same outcome as last. I'm a, I'm a, I start things and I never finish it. No, I, I totally agree. It's funny. My, my wife and I were just having this conversation the other day, uh, how you can have, Two sets of families, you know, one that's really good, that was really good. They, they raised their kids in a great environment, very encouraging. 
Then yep. you can have another set of family that there was a lot of yelling and not a whole bunch of encouragement. And it's funny how, let's say each of them each had two children. Normally out of the, out of those two children with the, with the, we'll just say the good family, you normally have like one out of two that'll be pretty solid. And then you right. have the other, the other, uh, the other two that came out of, I'd say nothing, maybe just didn't have money, whatever it was going against them. Uh, you normally see, let's see, out of the, it's, it's like the same thing. One out of two, like right. I'll give you an example for myself. I, you know, grew up, you know, not my, you know, my father wasn't there just like most fathers, you know, had a stepfather and, um, you know, being in the eighties and, 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 and not having that extra money, you know, so instead of complaining when I was a kid, I went and worked two jobs throughout uh, high school from freshman, you know, whatever, but it was not a big deal to me, but I knew that hard work would pay off. And, and, and then when you'll, that's one, but then you see the other kid that maybe was, that had a silver spoon in their mouth and they don't want to do anything. They just want to continue to live off mom and dad. So I'm just saying it's such a mindset. It is, but that, that's where the why comes in. Why, why are you doing what you do? See, you're right. Mine was my, my, for my kids. Right. And then some people, they're just trying to survive. Other people are trying to thrive. And, and different people are in different places. They're like, you know, in, in, on the ladder of success, they're in different mindsets. And some people start at the bottom of the mountain and think they have to struggle their way to the top. But when you could, you could fast track your way to the top by this versus by that. Love it. I love it. So that when you funny. when you know that you deserve to be there, everything is like it's like you went you fast forwarded through all the struggle to get there, and then you find out it's not struggle. The, the rich people don't necessarily work harder than poor people; they think differently. You know, you're so right, but at the same time, they don't look at it. They don't. They think differently. That's number one. But at the other at the other same time, they don't realize that everything's everything's going to take work. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. like, you don't see that Bill Gates, we see he's a billionaire, you know, Bezos, a billionaire, Musk, a million, a billionaire, whatever it may be. And we don't see all the hard work that they actually oh, yeah. to get there. Well, isn't there a quote by Oliver Wendell Holmes? Um, I, I wouldn't give a fig for complexity on the far side of simplicity, but I'd give my life for simplicity on the far side of complexity. And what he meant by that is overnight success usually takes 20 to 30 years. You have to go through the complexities to understand and break it down into simplicity. And that's what makes it to us looking from the outside in. Oh, this guy's got it lucky, man. He's he just born into a rich family. But the complexity to get there is where you learn. And if you don't go through those complexities, you don't understand how to make simplicity. I mean, all geniuses, Einstein included, uh, equals MC squared. That's a simple equation. It took him 20, 30 years to develop the, that energy equals mass times the light of squared because it was complex, but he had to make it simple. That's, uh, that's awesome. You know, um, I'm actually just like really listening to you. And I'll tell you, you're one of the first people I have. I just have to say this. I just go off the cuff. Uh, you're one of the first people that are very meticulous with this, like with the sayings, like, I love it. I mean, you've got them stamped and it's funny how we're talking about brain fog because I'll listen to certain people and they'll be talking and they'll get that brain fog right at, right at that moment when they're there to say exactly what the saying is. Does that make sense? Yes. Now 
you know, I've had my struggles with my seizure problems. I had a lot of ADHD. I was, you know, you could say hyperactivity or AD, attention deficit disorder is like brain fog. You can't pay attention. And so it right. takes work. Where, where I am now is like, I was this shy, didn't want to look at people in the eye, would have been red faced to come on your show and would have been saying a bunch of, uh, I would have, I would have failed the first Toastmasters club, uh, think, uh, 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 and I would be like, I, I don't know what to say. Because again, when I got nervous, all the blood would go to my responsive brain and I wouldn't have the confidence to have a conversation. And I had to go through the struggles of that, the struggles of not looking people in the eye, the struggles of being like not paying attention, of getting off, off track. And I still struggle sometimes and I have to bring myself back in, but with the help of like supplements like nootropics, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Never heard of that. Well, they're brain supplements that you take to try to get more blood flow and circulation to your brain to make your brain work better. That's what a healthy, a healthy fat diet, like a keto diet, people think that's about weight loss. No, 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 no. It's about nervous system function and hormone balance. And the side effect is you lose weight, but the biggest side effect is you get this to start working better because your brain is made up of 60, 70% healthy fat and it needs fat to function. And a lot of people's brain fog is they're not feeding their brain the right fuel. I have to, we'll have to do a talks uh, on the keto soon. Oh, I'm, I, got a, I got another page called Keto Success. I have 7,000 followers and I do weight loss challenges. And that's Where, what how can we find that? Oh, that's on Facebook too, Keto Success. And um, we do challenges where we do weight loss and lifestyle challenges. And I used to call it like weight loss, which is a household word. But I, I wanted more than that. The, that word is like so many men and women struggle with weight loss and it's at the cornerstone of most problems that people respond to that. But I, my programs ultimately show you how to build health. And when you build health, the side effect of be, being healthy is the weight loss, but it's not the problem. If you focus on weight, you could lose 30, 40 pounds and more, more than likely 99% of you will gain it all back and more because you don't have the building blocks to build health. And you can starve yourself, you can lose weight, but you don't do it permanently because you don't have a system that targets nerves and hormones that gives you balance. And then the side effect of that balance is health. Like most weight problems are toxicity problems. Mm -hmm. You don't absorb nutrients properly through your intestines and sugar is highly toxic on the body. So when you change your fuel source to more of a healthy fat diet with lots of vegetables, it builds less toxicity and your water, your body gets rid of all the water. There's where most of your weight comes from. I've had, I had a girl reach out to me yesterday, 60 pounds from last year. She went on my program, 60 pounds, another one, 90 pounds. But the, the big thing wasn't the weight loss. It was, you know, my cycle started being three days long instead of seven days long. I was anemic and I had energy problems. And when you put me on that diet and then other people reach out, my fertility problems were improved. I spent $25,000 for in vitro fertilization and all this. And it was a hormone imbalance. Wow. And I don't treat fertility problems and I, my programs aren't treating any diseases. They're building health. And that's when you'll never lose. When you build health, you always win. When you treat disease, you can win, you can lose, but you never find out why the problem's there. Man, I love it. Um, I, I wish with what you're saying right now, more people would, would get the word out. And that's why part of the reason why we're, we're having this, this show and it's the, the knowledge, knowledge is power. 
and not just knowledge is power because it sounds great, but I love this. You know, there's an old saying where it says, you know, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. We perish. Our bodies are perishing. We're not able to live to 85 to 100. My personal belief, I believe we're able to live to over 100 oh, and yeah. still enjoy life. And most of it, like with what you're saying, is this mental. Once this, once this starts to get clean, everything else starts to get clean. Oh, it comes from the top down for sure. And that's where chiropractors, if your brain could talk to your body, that's when you're healthy. People think chiropractic is about cracking backs for back and neck pain. It's about communication between the brain and the body. And if your brain can figure out what's going on in your body, it can usually fix what's wrong with it. And if it can't communicate, which we call subluxations, it can't talk to the rest of your body. But the sciatic nerve starts right up here. It doesn't start in the low back. And people forget that the nerves go everywhere. And, and you got to get to the cause of a problem. And it's hard. Like, I think you said, you know, knowledge is power. What we have in our society now is an overknowledge. There's so much information. People don't know what to take. There's too much information. And it's an overload of information, which again, leads to brain fog and indecisiveness because you're bombarded with so much information. And then if you have a brain that's not functioning right, it's hard to decipher. What do they say? Right. If, um, uh, Ian Ron used to talk about it. If, if you run off a false premise, everything after that false premise is false, even if parts of it are right. Well, it's amazing. I was talking to my son the other day, my, our youngest, he's 10. And, you know, he said, he said something like, well, uh, we were talking about information. He goes, well, Google's yeah. always right. <laughs> I go, Man, son, you're scaring me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I get, we get them every other weekend, you know, so it's one of those things, you know, I'm like, I need so, more time. I know. So, you know, I get them for the summer, which is cool. But my point is, it's like, son, no, it's not. We got to be careful with the information. The better, inf I, I, I would have to say the better information was in the books when it was not as, it was not as manipulated. Well, uh, again, I think like news has been interpreted versus just saying the news. Correct. It used to be like, you'd give the news, I wouldn't put my political spin, my philosophical views, my religious views Correct. into that news. And now it's been interpreted to persuade or to manipulate people into thinking a certain way. But that's on the people. That's not on the news. Their job is to sell news shows. Well, their job is to segregate. I hate to say it, and I'm going to say it, is, All is right. really look at it. It's The news was cr created really in a way it was supposed to be a force for truth, but it's, it, it has become a, a truth of segregation. Republican, Democrat, we're going to do this. We're going to segregate you. So if you think this way, bring us against each other instead of bringing us closer to each other. That was the argument in the Constitution because Paul Revere and Sam Adams didn't want a two-party system. They wanted a one-party system. But Thomas Jefferson said, here's one problem. If you have a two-party system, you'll never have 100% of the people against you. And that's why there's a two-party system. Oh, that was good. I love that. That was good. Wow. And that so good. that's a way to keep, you know, you, want, you don't want 100% of the people. You don't want 5 million people marching in the White House or somewhere and saying, yeah. that's it. We've had it. But people forget the people have the power. You get to choose what news you consume. You get to choose if you interpret that news as being bad or not. And even though we know it consciously, maybe, subconsciously, people still fight over it. Even I see a lot of chiropractors fighting over views and, and circling the wagons and shooting inward. 
and we need to be united if we're going to be successful. And we need to get past all the, the little nitty gritty stuff and, and have conversations where we, we need to be interested before interesting. You know what? I love what you just said. You said something really uh, powerful. You said the people have the power. Yes. We're, we're, we're seeing that right now, right now as we speak. So I'm, you know, the, the, the powers to be whatever they want to do, whoever that is. Um, they're starting freedom to realize, of freedom oh, of they're like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, with what's going on. I mean, come on. I live in, I live in Vancouver, Washington. No joke. 15 minutes from Portland, Oregon. Yep. I don't go to Portland as you know, yep. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on over there with the people. And it's very interesting. Uh, they started to come over here to Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. Oh boy. All the ex-military went and protected all the businesses. <laughs> and they just said, okay, we'll, we'll see you later. Went back. But my point is, is the people are waking up and saying, you know, we're, we've got to give less control. Let's, let's, hey, we're on the subject. I'm going to go with it. We, right. We but have, you, need to, we, you need to unite between a common theme. When, when you use emotions of fear and anger versus love and compassion, it really causes some problems. And I'm trying to see everyone's viewpoint, which, you know, we all have different opinions and we all have like your philosophy is your lens of which you view things. So if you had a yellow pair of glasses on and I said, what do you see everything? You're going to see everything in yellow. If you're a chiropractor, you see everything from a nervous system, adaptability, stress standpoint. If you're a medical doctor, you're looking through glasses that I have to manage diseases, cure symptoms, and try to do it with drugs or surgery. Not each one is wrong and not each one is right. There's certain uses for each one. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, right. and we can still come together. Like we have a good relationship with a lot of MDs. Some chiropractors don't like MDs. They think they're the root of evil. I do not. I, I, they're, they're absolutely necessary. They have very good intention. And if you talk to them, they're very open to chiropractic care. They're very open. You have to reach out. And there's that intention and, and putting out there that, you know, we need to be a team to work together to help people. And it's all about the patient. It's not about the doctor's egos and viewpoints. No, I agree. I mean, if I, if I need surgery, I'm going to go, you know, to a, you right. know, a neurosurgeon or whatever it may be. I'm going to, but if I, if I have like back pain or something like that, or even a slip disc, I, I remember that's how I got into chiropractic and right. falling in love with it. I was out of work for almost a year, had a slip disc and uh, was going to the doctors, giving me painkillers, wasn't yep. working, sleeping on the floor, couldn't sleep on the bed. Then all of a sudden, I, um, one of my friends says, you should go see a chiropractor. I go see a chiropractor. Oh. He literally changed my entire life. He says, this is what I want you to do. Got an adjustment. He goes, I want you to, come see me, you know, two, three times a month for an adjustment. And then I would like you to start doing laps, swimming laps yeah. for my slip disc. Long story short, I haven't had any problems with my back since then. I did the laps, my slip disc went away. Now I can actually sleep on a bed. Well, you know, adding to your conversation, results is what changes people's mind, not talk. That's it. You know, that's someone comes, I've had people come into my office and say, you know, what you do is a bunch of voodoo horse crap. And I'm here because my wife told me to, and I don't believe anything you're going to do is going to help me. Then you, it's not so I'm help. like, okay, I'm accepting him. I could either throw him out or I could say, this guy needs help. This guy actually needs help. 
And maybe the only way to change his mind is not to talk fancy words to him about subluxations. It's to fix his problem. And then he'll be open to conversation about it. it. And that's exactly what happens. And that's the mindset I go into is that if people are difficult, they need more help than people that aren't. It's not like I'm going to be mad at that person. Maybe their nervous system's all screwed up and they can't help it. That's our job to help them. I love it. It's one by one. Yes. And that's it, you know, and that's, and that's kind of, you know, like I have a goal for the show, you know, like my, 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 my goal is, you know, before the end of the year to have it to where I can reach two to 3 million, you know, that's like my goal. So like, yep. I know that's my goal because I know that my goal and my why is to help as many people as I can. I know my, my dad uh, had a real bad case of neuropathy, yep. really bad case. And, and long story short, they were going to, they were talking about cutting his foot off. And right away, I, 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 I got type this two, probably type two diabetic. Yep. And, and, you know, Islander. And so, you know, I just say Islander because they love salt yep. and sugar. And so long story short, I bought a, a, a system that helped out with the blood flow. And go. I got that system at, right, right over there. I mean, I was like, you know, we just purchased, it was like about seven grand, got the system out there, boom. And the next thing you know, uh, the doctors two weeks later is like, what, what did you, what, what, what happened? This is weird. Right. Basically healed up. It was good. It was because about the, there was not enough blood flow. You know well, what I'm saying? A lot of diabetics have that. And, and, you know, if there's no blood flow to the leg, there's no blood flow to the nerves and the nerves p- provide the blood flow. But a lot of that's insulin resistance where the body's not accepting insulin. So it can't even get fuel into the cells. And that's where you have to start to change you know, the only, the only way to get over type 2 diabetics is intermittent fasting and start changing your fuel source from sugar to healthy fat and vegetables and probiotics for your gut. You know what, doctor? We got to go, but I, I, I can keep talking to you. you you're you're right. hitting on so many great points. I'm not joking. I, I'm glad we hey, had any, Anytime you want to have me on, I, I can talk oh. about a lot of subjects. No, this is great. No, I, your wealth of information, and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have a book coming out? Not yet. You know, the, I, I've thought about it and it will be healthy, wealthy. That's why when it does come right. out. But please but, do an audio with it because having somebody else do your own emotion will not do it any justice. Just no. That out there. I have too much passion to blow it up out there. <laughs> like, ah. but, hey, thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. And for anyone listening, this is a great show to listen to. Uh, very good uh, narrator. Uh, I appreciate your time and what you're trying to do. And I hope that, you know, you take some of the things that are on that this guy's saying on the show and, and apply it. Don't just consume it, start applying it to your life. And that's when your life's going to change is when you take action, not when you just accumulate more information. Love it. And again, thank you so much, doctor. And everyone make sure remember sharing is caring. One video can change one person's life. Please share this. And, um, uh, and we have, uh, I have it right here. You have the uh, healthy, wealthy, that's why.com. Well, that's going to be my website. It's not out yet. That's my Facebook page. <laughs> um, I have a keto success page mm-hmm. and Polichek chiropractic page as well. So I, I'm at, I run about four or five pages at a time. And uh, I'm on a mission like you are to help people get healthy, to, to empower themselves and through lifestyle changes and nervous system adaptability. 
Love it. And uh, I can't wait till the book comes out. And I know for a fact, we're going to have you on the show. And again, thank you so much, Dr. Oh, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. All right. Out. God bless you all. And God bless you and your family. All right. Thank you.